Okay, you guys, this is kind of an emergency episode. I just really wanted to talk about a story that I was told by my mom. And before everybody starts thinking, oh, Jenny, a lot of important things are happening in the world and you can't possibly be telling us these weird stories from your mom today. There are important things happening in the world. This is a very important story that my mom told me and it relates to the border crisis. Um, I've covered the border crisis before on this podcast. I am going to be covering it more again, um, doing interviews from people who are living in Texas close to the border who have, you know, firsthand insight into what is really going on. I think when we watch the news about this stuff, they are very quick to just go through very quickly and not really cover everything and then move over to talking about Taylor Swift and her new boyfriend that's not going to work out um, and just really giving all of the celebrities all of the airtime when we have these huge crises that no amount of Taylor Swift and whatever his name is, news coverage is going to fix. It's not going to fix it. We're, I mean, distracting ourselves is not going to fix this problem. We have just thousands upon thousands of these illegal immigrants coming in every day, millions upon millions coming in every year now. And Joe Biden and Congress keep going back and forth, trying to toss the blame back and forth to each other. Oh, well, I can't do this because, oh, you know, you know, Joe Biden won't let me do this. Oh, well, I can't do anything because, you know, I'm just the president. I got to wait for Congress to let me do something. They need to give me more power. Um, and then we had the weird little thing that they came up with where, oh, well, we're going to we're going to do this thing where only less than 5,000 can come across on any given day. If it gets over 5,000, we'll tell them to go back. We'll tell them to go back. But that's it's just a cheap idea. It's a stupid thing. It is uh, so that they can have four. 4,999 people come over the border and then, you know, you just stay there and then tomorrow you can come with the next 4,999. So it's a it's a political game that the Democrats are playing. They are liars. They are evil. They know. Um, they really do know. I was going to say in their souls, but at this point, I'm just not so sure that Democrats do have souls. I'm not sure at least that they have consciences. I don't, I don't think that they do. I don't think that you could. If you are putting people in terrible situations um, and hurting them in order to benefit yourself. Because make no mistake, that is exactly what all of this is about. Joe Biden wants his votes. He, he Look at the campaign, you guys. Look at how amazing Trump is doing and look at how bad uh, Biden's approval rating is. He's not approved by anyone. Nobody approves vegetable guy. Nobody approves him. We look at him and we think he's not fine. He's not well. He is not supposed to be doing anything right now, actually. He needs to be in an actual nursing home. And if you guys haven't seen the Trump campaign, nursing home video about the White House. You definitely need to watch that. I might play that on this episode because I think it's a very hilarious thing. And I work in PR, so I see a lot of commercials and I, I think that this one was just a really well done one. I think a lot of times with political commercials especially, it gets very much into like the deep uh, scary, weird voices that I guess <laughs> some focus group told people that it was a good idea that the American people were going to like that and vote for those people, whoever is running those commercials. But I think they're cringe. Uh, you know, it's like the weird commercials, the weird political commercials that are really overdone. And this was uh, a really funny one, like zooming in on the White House and saying, uh, what was it? It was 
the White House where where residents feel like presidents. And I thought that that was really catchy and, and smart. I think that the right needs to get more smart about like, you know, just being funny in their ads and targeting things with sarcasm and humor. Um, I've seen some other people like Gad Sad and other people who are using humor to kind of sway minds. And it is an effective tool that really we're just way better at. Like you see all of these comedians on the left and they try to be funny, but then you're just like, could you like try any harder and still like fail this miserably? I don't think so. I think that you have a problem with being funny or trying so hard, but it's not working. Um, and then they usually end up resorting to some sort of sexual, you know, gross kind of humor or just a, like a terror uh, joke, which, you know, those it's just not funny to me. I don't think that the left is funny, but the right is pretty funny. And I think that we can utilize that tool more. I hope we do. And I will. I think I am going to play that uh, commercial on this episode because, you know, we need a little humor sometimes. We need a little humor sometimes when things are going so badly in the world. And they really are. Um, I'm glad that other podcasters I've been listening to in the conservative movement are starting to tell you guys the truth about the severity of the situation for the longest time. I felt like I was the only podcaster like telling you guys the truth about the severity of the situation. And I never wanted to scare you guys. I don't do any of this to be like, and there are people out there who do do that, where they're just like, let me scare you into listening to me. But I don't believe in that. I, I think we need to keep a level head, but we also need to be aware of the threats that are just surrounding us now. Um, and everything is kind of caving in. I mean, we have the wars in the Middle East. It seems like every day we wake up, there's a new foreign war that we hear about. I mean, people have this genuine fear for World War Three breaking out. And I don't think that that is like an unjustified fear to have right now. Um, so, so many wars under Joe Biden. And it's hard to imagine that this is the same party that was putting out the, uh, you know, the little yard signs when George Bush was, you know, getting us into war saying, you know, war, uh, peace, not war. And now they want war, not peace. And it is not like I, I, I feel like people think, oh, Jenny, you're, you're a war. No, I'm not. I don't like war. I have seen a lot of war movies. I don't think war is ever the ideal situation. I think it would be nice if we lived in a world where diplomacy, you know, could just happen more and people could sit down and come to agreements, but we don't live in, you know, a utopian world. We never will. We shouldn't actually even aim for that. We should aim to just get along amongst all of our differences and not try to all, uh, you know, merge together and coexist as this big blob of everythingness. I mean, God created the nations. If you read the Bible, which I'm always telling you guys to do on this podcast, then you will see that God is very much not for globalism. He's very much about separating the nations and everybody having their own little thing going on because he knows that the flawed nature of mankind, he knows that instinctually we are going to want to have more power, have more money, have more influence, and it's never going to be enough because we're selfish. We have to understand that that is our human nature and we are selfish. And that is why I'm a capitalist because I just accept that human beings are selfish inherently because that's just how we are. And capitalism is, to me at least, uh, you know, monopolies are a problem, but capitalism to me at least, is where the only way that anybody gets helped is if, like, I can't help me unless I help you in capitalism. Under communism, it's just anti, it's just anti-God, really, because it's it's thou shalt not steal. He says, don't steal. 
don't covet. And and communism just goes against all of that. And, you know, thou shalt not kill. Um, you know, these these communists are really, if you really read the Bible and pay attention to all of this, then they are the on the anti-God side. I understand that they don't really care about God, and so they won't really care about hearing me say that. Uh, but it is a real problem because God, again, does not want to destroy the creation that he made. He wants to preserve it. He wants to take care of it, just like you with anything that you would ever make it. That If you cared about it, you wouldn't want to smash it and break it and, and have it just, God does not have your worst interest at heart. He has your best interest at heart. And, and I think that people think, oh, well, what if God had my best interest at heart, then he wouldn't let anything bad happen to me ever. You stop being a narcissist. Stop being a narcissist is what I would say to that. You don't deserve anything. You are a depraved sinner just like I am, and we don't really deserve anything. We were bound to hell apart from Christ, and, and we just don't deserve anything like that. So you need to stop thinking about that, uh, thinking about it like that, and understand that um, com communism is just trash, okay? It's just trash, and it, the replacement theory is real with the, with the border because they know that these people are coming over. They're going to give them... For things in, in exchange for votes, and then they're going to implement their, you know, very sinister communistic uh, policies, which are already taking effect. Um, and I'm trying not to make this a long <laughs> intro again, but you know, I have issues with that. You guys know, you guys know. Um, but it's all a part of this bigger agenda. And don't think that the communists even want to start, uh, stop here. They want to carry it all across the globe. They want globalism. They want global communism. They want, and I, and I'm curious to see, you know, <laughs> all of these tyrants like battle, like hashing it out, seeing who's going to rule the world. I mean, it's just a bunch of Hitlers if you think about it. And they're always calling us Nazis and Hitler and never mind the fact that I've been getting more into Messianic Judaism, but you know, we're, we're the Nazis, we're the Nazis. Um, it's it's very sinister. It's very gross. And I hate how they try to dupe people by making it seem like on the surface that they care more about you because, you know, it sounds nice. Whatever you want, you know, let's just let everybody in. I mean, why... Why can't Jimmy be a girl if she, if he really wants to? I mean, if that's if that's how like five year old Jimmy feels, then we should just go ahead and and do the hormone blockers and ruin his entire life because we we're caring and we're compassionate. You see, and and we really do we really do want what's best for everybody. Um, the the left is just mastered marketing themselves as the caring and compassionate side when they're doing the antithesis of that and really really hurting people now killing people uh, with the border crisis. So I haven't told you guys the story yet that my mom told me, but I'm going to tell you on this episode and also give you guys my opinion on the border crisis. Um, again, we're going to be having some people from Texas come on the podcast to talk about this in depth because I'm not in Texas and I want to have people who are right there as it's happening tell us what's going on because, of course, you guys know, we cannot rely on the legacy media to tell us diddly squat. <laughs> Okay, so before we get into everything, I do need to remind you guys about ExpressVPN. If you guys don't know what a VPN is, then you should know. It is a virtual private network, and it is the easiest and most effective way for people to protect their internet traffic and keep their identities private online. As you connect to a secure VPN server, your internet traffic goes through an encrypted tunnel that nobody can see into, including hackers, governments, and your internet service provider. So I have like tried a lot of these these VPNs because I like to protect myself researching things so the government can't peep over and be like, hey, what you doing? 
what you doing over there? Like, I don't know if you should know about the things we've been up to. So I like to use VPNs. They're very, very helpful. They're very useful. If you're going to be doing anything that involves anything technically these days, it's just good to not be spied on all the time. It's just good to have things in a way where you have more privacy. Um, and I've been thinking about that more and more recently, like with the, you know, the internet and every, like all of the technologies that we have now, like, it just seems like we have no privacy anymore. And so why not have more privacy instead of less? And again, I've tried a lot of these and I really do like express VPN. So if y'all want to check that out, uh, definitely do that. I will have a link below and express to me how you feel about it because I love getting y'all's opinions on the things that I'm promoting on the podcast. Okay. So before I tell you guys about my mom's story, which is a very sad story, but it's an important story to share on the podcast, I believe, in relation to the border crisis, because I just don't think people know. I don't think people know, especially on the left, um, how bad this crisis is. Like, I think people have an idea because crime is going up everywhere. It's going up here. I'm sure it's going up where you guys are. It's definitely going up in the South where my mom and my family is. It's going up, obviously, in Texas. It's going up everywhere. And I was listening into a Twitter space because again, I like to listen in and see what everybody's saying from all over the country. I think it's interesting. It's also interesting to hear what's going on in other parts of the world. I just like to be in the know. I just like to know things. Um, and it was a, specifically a Texas one. So there were these Texas people, it was this Texas woman in particular who was talking about, um, how these people are meeting now these 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 fighting age men who are illegal immigrants they're they're starting to meet up at these coffee houses and you know bookstores and they're and they're clearly not you know american and i'm sure that there's some people lift, listening who are on the left maybe and they're just like well you don't know that they're not american and they just speak a different language and they just have a different style than you no these were illegal immigrants okay you can tell like people can tell i know when i'm seeing illegal immigrants and i it's just very diverse where I am is how the left would put that. So you can tell when you're dealing with illegal immigrants, you know, you just know it when you see them. So it's not a bigoted thing. It's not a racist thing. It's just a thing where you can tell when you're from somewhere and you've been from somewhere for a long time and you've seen the people around there, you can tell when there's like new people around. Um, the cultures are different. Everything is different and you just know. So this woman was talking about how these fighting age illegal immigrants. Also, she said that they had duffel bags, which is what I've been noticing too is a lot of these illegal immigrants have duffel bags and of course you have to ask yourself what the hell is in those like what the hell is in those duffel bags um we don't know are they guns are they drugs is it from the cartels like is it children um we don't know what's in the duffel bags but we do know that these are illegal immigrants and they are starting to meet i've seen it i have seen these men meeting in in places and it didn't really uh, cross my mind until i heard this woman talking about it but i was like hey i have seen that i've seen some people some like fighting age guys meeting and um i've just never seen that before like i i work a lot and i work a lot of different places and i work at coffee shops in particular a lot and i just remember seeing a lot of these exactly what she was talking about fighting age men meeting and talking and very aggressively and they're not um at least the ones that i saw were not uh, like you know hispanic they were from some other part of the world it's slavic honestly some of them sounded uh but they're just they're different and i don't know you know some of them i think might have been from the middle east um which is concerning you know considering what's happening in the middle east right now 
we're allowed to have valid fears about who is coming into our country and for what purposes. We're allowed to ask our government to not allow this to happen. And especially when you see these these fighting age guys, which is what we've all been seeing on the videos, you can't really expect to see again anything about this on the news that much. Um, but you can see it on social media because people are sharing the videos from the border of these, you know, they're all like fighting age men and now they're all meeting. What are they meeting for? Are they trying to make new friends or are they trying to form new alliances or are were they already allianced and now they're trying to like do something? What are they trying to do? We're allowed to have questions and ask them. Smart people do. And self-preservation is just something like capitalism. It's a natural thing that is is good for you. And so, yeah, so this woman in Texas was saying, you know, we have these men, these fighting age men meeting, and we just have so much more crime going up. Rapes are going up. Murders are going up. Uh, theft is going up. There's just a lot of bad things happening because of this border crisis. Um, and I, the story that my mom shared is something that is really hard to think about. Um, but we do know that sex trafficking is a thing. And we do know that America, if you don't know, then you should know that America is uh, the number one in demand for child sex and for child sex trafficking. We're also the biggest supplier. So, you know, just to be biblical again, no wonder God's mad at us. Like, no wonder we have these consequences. When you are a sinful nation, then you get God's wrath. That's how it works. I think a lot of people think, oh, Jesus died for us so we can do whatever we want. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. All the laws stand. And you can't be a nation that is pedophilic and then expect God to bless your land. It's not going to happen that way. Um, so the U.S. is number one in supply and demand for child sex, child sex trafficking. And we know that illegal immigrants um, exploit that. And they, they will traffic children through the border. We know that the drug cartels do the same exact thing. Um, we know that a lot of these men are criminals because they're committing crimes. Uh, I remember seeing a video of AOC saying uh, to someone in the past where she was just like, these, with all due respect, these are not criminals. Like, they're not committing a crime. And the guy was like, uh, well, you know, when you're coming into a country illegally, yeah, that is that is a crime, actually. That's that's a crime. Like, you're starting off your, your new, like, stepping on your new foot into a new country committing a crime, and that's not really a good first foot to land on. Like, we're not going to like you that much if you come in here uh, illegally and immediately designating yourself criminal. So do I think that there should be immigration reform? Possibly. Maybe the system needs some help. But I do not believe in people coming over illegally to commit crimes and child sex traffic and uh, dr like traffic their drugs and destroy our country and kill our people. I don't believe in that. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because I like I like and protect my family. I like and protect my country. It's, it's again, self-preservation. It is logical. It makes sense. And to put, it just doesn't make sense in my mind how people can be like, we're going to put these criminals, these bad people who are raping people and murdering people, uh, terrorists, and put them above, like child sex trafficking these little kids. We're going to put them, their well-being above like our own country's people. That doesn't make sense to me because it's illogical, it's irrational, and it's stupid. 
Um, so I don't know how much, you know, a social credit point is worth to the progressives these days, but I guess it's worth a lot because they are willing to risk their own livelihoods to seem like they are caring and compassionate when all the while doing it this way, promoting illegal immigration is the worst and most uncompassionate thing that you can do for other human beings. Again, these children are sex trafficked. There are drugs pouring into our nation, killing our people. In D.C., we have all of these drug addicts that, again, they're called them foldies, but they're folded over themselves, and they are dancing around in the National Mall, and they're not contributing anything, and they're miserable. They're, they're not, maybe they seem like they're happy dancing, but they are so sad that they have to knock themselves out of it. To, to just not have to feel or deal with life. Like, these are not compassionate things. These are not caring things to do and to put people through. And again, it's just, it's a self-preservation thing. We should want to talk to people and get to the root of problems, not cover them up with things like abortion and drugs and all of these things that the left tells you are more compassionate and caring, which are really ruining lives. And this story that my mom said is really, really sad. I don't know, you know, if you have kids, just don't listen to this part. You probably shouldn't have listened to the other parts as a scary episode. Um, but my mom was at a store in the South where I'm from. And she said that she was shopping and looking at suitcases and there were these illegal immigrants and they were looking at suitcases. And at first, she didn't think anything about it. And she was just, you know, looking at the suitcases. And then the, but there was this little girl that was like screaming at the top of her lungs in the suitcase department with this family. They were obviously illegal immigrants. That is what my mother said. Again, you can just tell where you are, you know what the people are like. And then if there are illegal immigrants, you can just tell. So this girl was screaming bloody murder is what my mom said. And she was just screeching and screeching and screeching. She sounded like somebody was literally killing her. Like, and I understand that kids can be kids and like, you know, throw temper tantrums in the store if they don't get what they want. But it was just a very odd scenario um, is what my mom noted where, why is this girl screaming, you know, in the suitcase department in particular? And she said that she would look at the suitcases and be terrified of the suitcases. Why is little girl terrified of suitcases? Um, and the man, the man that was, you know, my mom did not think that these were this, these, this little girl's real parents. And she said that's because she didn't see them console the little girl. Normally, if you have a child screaming in a store, the parents are consoling the child. They are trying to calm the child down. They're trying to soothe the child. They are trying to bring the child down to a normal frequency of their screaming, at least. And, um, you know, console their child and, and make their kids stop crying. But that is not what these people were doing. Um, I, again, my mom just did not think that these were this girl's real parents. They did not act like parents when she was super uncomfortable and screaming and, and just completely unsettled. I mean, she was screaming bloody murder again. So uh, she said that when she looked over at the guy that was, you know, her dad, quote unquote, that he motioned towards the suitcase with his hands and looked at the girl and like raised his eyebrows and kept motioning towards the suitcase. So, and that made the girl scream even louder. Why are you trying to, you know, do the opposite of soothe your child, if it's your child, and make her more unsettled? Why does it seem as though you are threatening her by motioning towards the suitcase? And why is she so afraid of the suitcase? 
So obviously my mom thought, is this potentially, you know, a child sex trafficking scenario? Um, we know that with the child sex trafficking, they do put them in weird things. They do put them in like suitcases to move the kids around and stuff. Are they putting the kid in the suitcase? And, you know, people who don't want to believe in this kind of stuff, that this kind of stuff is happening, even though it a hundred percent is, will say, oh, that's ridiculous. Ha ha ha. There's no way that they're putting kids in suitcases. There's no way that wasn't the kid's parents. Um, yeah, it is. There's totally way. There's totally way this happens all the time when with illegal immigrants. This is a big reason why conservatives are so against uh, the border just being wide open and for illegal immigration. One, because it's illegal and it's unsafe, um, but mainly because it's it's so bad for society. We have all of these the worst types of people who are doing this kind of thing. They are doing it to exploit certain things like the drug cartel, the sex trafficking, like they are doing it in order to do very nefarious evil acts that we could prevent if we would just close our border. And um, so legal immigration is much, much safer. And the story is just so hard for me to even process because, you know, I grew up in a really nice area. Like we didn't have any sort of situation like that happening ever. And it's just blo like boggles my mind that someone, you know, would, even if you are, okay, like even if you are this evil POS guy and not the real parent and you're doing all of this, like there's just no situation in, in my mind where this was something okay. And this is like a, like a non-family family that's like trying to protect the kids and like everybody's here and now freedom, yay. No, it's, it's giving sex trafficking. It's giving child sex trafficking. It's very concerning. And um, so my mom talked to the store owner. She also contacted the police. But then, you know, how do you find these people again? Um, so it's it's shocking. And I don't know how the, you know, mainstream media, I mean, I know how because they're in on this. I've been saying for, for the longest time for the past, I don't know how many months, but we need everybody always says separation of church and state separation of church and state, there needs to be a separation of business and state separation of business and state. So that all of these industries are not profiting off of the total destruction of our country um, to to hurt people in order for them to make a bunch of money. The reason that the government allows this stuff to happen and really a, re a big reason why I don't think that they ever get rid of the cartels is because they profit from it. They make money from it. It helps them. Uh, bringing all of these dangerous people into the nation will send a bunch of people into a total desperation state and they will need the government to help them because they'll be in such distress. This is why Democrats never help the minority groups or any other group where, that they claim to help because they enjoy people's despair. They enjoy people's pain because they know that they can, uh, that they know that they can exploit it. They can profit from it. They can use it for themselves and for their own enrichment. And that's the same thing with the child sex trafficking. It's the same thing with the drug cartels. Where did all the Maui kids go? I remember that nobody talked about that in the legacy media, but was that a land and child grab? Because that was so weird, right? I, I need to do an episode on that because I've been doing some more research into it. But I, I the more I research it, the more I think I, it was probably a child and land grab because normally just in a fire, it seems like there would be more remnants of, of the children. Where did all the children go? And like, why were there not more like remnants of their bodies? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense. And the more that you get into understanding that... 
Unfortunately, America is just so wicked now that we are the number one supplier and demander of child sex. You just have to ask yourself when things like the Maui thing happened, like, why did that happen? Where did all the kids go? Why was it the one day that the children were sent home that the fire happened? Why was it the one day they were sent home and they didn't have anybody at home to really watch them and take care of them and see what the hell was going on? So there's a lot of shady stuff. I don't want to like scare you guys and, and you know, oh, conspiracy theory. But these are things to ask questions about. These are things to, you know, wonder about. These are things not to just take it face value because there's there's just there's a lot of funny business going on in our world right now. Um, in Greece, there were a bunch of fires that were started by, I think, 73 arsonists. So what to what lengths will they go to in order to implement their whole climate change agenda? Are they going to fake these fires in order to get, you know, whatever they want? And are they going to hit multiple birds with one stone because they're so evil and wicked? Are they going to take land and children and what else? What else? Um, the border crisis is something that is unfathomable. We have, since January 2021, more than 8 million people, greater than the individual populations of 38 U.S. states, crossing over into our border. That's a lot of people, okay? That's a lot of people coming into our country. There is, this is the what they've been saying. This is the great replacement theory where they're going to, they're, you know, if they can't win the election through cheating, because we all caught on to that, they're going to still cheat. But by welcoming these people over who are going to vote for them, they're not going to be dead fake mail-in ballots, but they're going to be fake ballots from people who don't belong here. And a lot of people say, oh, that's so, so hateful. You hate everybody who isn't here already. That's not true. You have to do things in a smart way. I think that it's a beautiful thing that there is so much variety in America. We have always been called the melting pot. There's nothing that I, I, there's no way in which I want there to be just a bunch of people who are just like me. I would hate that. I hate echo chambers. I hate people agreeing with me all the time. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I actually like fighting and debating people on stuff. So I need there to be variety. I need it for my own intellectual enhancement and advancement. And I need that in my life. Everybody does, but you have to do things in a smart way so that people, they, the illegal immigrants and us, the legal people here, the citizens are not getting hurt, killed, raped. We can't have this. Honestly, the final straw for me and for everybody else should really be the child sex trafficking, them putting children in bags. And who is supporting the cartels? Why is somebody who would in their right mind say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm big into the cartels. Like, there's nothing that I like more than the cartels. I actually would love to just name my dog after like a cartel sociopathic drug dealer because that's just, you know, wow, what a cool guy. Who who would be like that? So, you know what? We have to put our foot down and say enough. Like, you are the government. You work for us. You are our public servants. You are not kings. You are not queens. You're not little czars running around telling us what to do. We tell y'all what to do. We tell y'all what to do in this country. Uh, if you want to be kings or queens or czars, then you should go to other countries and and try to get in with those, those families or, you know, be elected somehow. But you are not kings, queens, czars here. And you never will be. And we will never be a country that is allowing you to take 
take advantage of us in this way and all for more power, money and control uh, so that you can keep power, even though you're completely just absolutely brainless, brain dead. Like Joe Biden cannot we I don't even know if we're going to make it till November. Like he can't have another four years. The four years he's had have been fraudulent ones. I think we can see that clearly now. Do you really believe after all of this mess that Joe Biden got 81 million votes? Do you really believe if this happens again that that would have been the case again? These are cheaters. These are liars. These are thieves. These are people who do not believe in morality or God or good. They they believe in really just power. They believe in control. They, they're just, they grew up weak. They're weak men. They, they have nothing. They don't see anything past this world and their own advancement in this place. They don't have what we have and they don't have the promises that we do from God and they're not going to be able to succeed no matter what they try. Um, but we have to, I, I just see a lot of passive Christians a lot on, on my timelines and, you know, commenting on this podcast and it's, you do turn the other cheek. Yes, there are times and places for that. But when you are being infiltrated by people who want to kill you and rape you and destroy you and sex traffic and sell drugs to people who they're killing. Um, then you take a stand and you say, actually, I don't think we're going to be able to allow that because it's, it's hurting people. It's hurting, it's hurting our people and we don't want our people to get hurt or killed. So there's just a time and a place for that. So, um, I don't want to talk about this anymore because it's really upsetting to me. I actually get really, and it would be great if you guys could be praying for me. I'm going to be praying for everyone, um, because this is a very dark, heavy time in our country, in the world. Uh, and you know, it's not, it's not a fun time, but we have God, we have prayer and we will overcome all of this. Uh, we, again, we just have what they don't have and they'll never have it. They're always seeking power and control and like personal me, me, me. But we have God, we lean on him and it's much easier for us. That doesn't mean we don't, you know, try to make things better. And it doesn't mean that we get complacent or passive, but we, we just have what they don't have. So we don't have to worry that much. Okay. To end this very sad, but you know, hopeful because we're never going to give up episode. I'm going to play the audio from this, uh, where residents feel like precedents add that the Trump campaign did attacking Joe Biden. It's hilarious. You guys need to watch it too. I'm going to have the link below in the description of the this episode so that you guys can click on it and go actually watch it if you haven't seen it it's just this is it's <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the office you need to watch it it's giving the office like that level of like hilarious to me so we're going to play that right now at white house senior living our residents feel right at home our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings round the clock professional care and exquisite house-made meals. I've been eating everything that's put in front of me, but I've been eating all, all Italian food, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream, chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, am I, I mean, that's hysterical to me. That's way funnier than any of the leftist comedians, quote unquote. Anyway. Um, anyway, I hope that that made you guys laugh. Uh, again, go watch it because it's even better with the video portion of it. But I, I'm just really excited. I think that Trump is doing really great. We really need him back in the Oval Office. Joe Biden doesn't know what he's doing. He never had any achievements before he, quote unquote, got there. And he doesn't have any more. He doesn't have any. He just is still at zero. So, you know, 
we just have to get Trump back in the Oval Office. I will say one last thing about the southern border crisis is, um, you know, I love what Greg Abbott has done. What a badass to stand up to the federal government like that. Joe Biden was threatening Texas, saying, you have to not put the razor wire back up. We have to be welcoming and let these criminals come kill us. You, what are you doing? And Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, said, are you insane? Are you absolutely like losing your mind? But it's clear that Joe Biden is. And he said, we're going to put the razor wire back up and there's nothing you can do about it. So Joe Biden, just think about that. Let's leave, let's leave this episode with that thought. Just what kind of government, federal government do you have? If it is threatening the state and local governments with force if they protect themselves. I think that means that we're in a little bit of a crisis and we're a big crisis. We're in a big crisis and we have to get Trump back in office. I don't care if you hated the guy. His policies were better. I don't care if you think his personal life is a disaster, which it is not. He's just, you know, like every other human made mistakes. Um, But it's not Hunter Biden level. It is not Joe Biden pedophile level. It is billionaire Donald Trump level and just get over it, frankly. I mean, mean tweets are not worse than World War III. I will say it, and I will end the episode that way. Mean tweets are not worse than World War III. (laughs) 